Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Our Big Show. This is Are You Fan Jerry, and this is the first show of the 2016 season, and I'm excited to be focusing on National Signing Day, which will be next week, and the Rutgers recruiting cycle is in full swing for uh, the new coaching staff and Coach uh, Chris Ash. And uh, again, it's my first uh, show uh, talking about the new staff and uh, uh, a little bit of excitement around the air for those who are following the program. Uh, not much uh, uh, to talk, you know, no need to rehash and go back into the last year, but we know where we are. Uh, totally new staff uh, and uh, a plan, a new plan. I think uh, for those who've been following the program, we probably uh, are, are excited to see that the coaches come in, has an idea, starting with uh, the implementation of the uh, power spread offense uh that we'll see in the future. Um, pretty exciting and young offensive coordinator, and, uh, Drew Merringer, and uh, just a lot of uh, excitement and positivity around on the program. Obviously, it's, it's going to be uh, a, a long haul and, and not something that's going to uh, turn the switch uh, immediately, but coaches are out there recruiting, busting their butt, and uh, I'm excited to have uh, Sean Brown from Rivals come on again a friend of the show and, and kind of give us a recap as these guys have been just tearing it up themselves following uh, the frenetic pace of, of, of where the coaches staff have been throwing offers out there and visiting and uh, uh, hosting recruits. So an exciting time um, for, for Rutgers and uh, as they try to get off to a good start. And, and uh, as I said, it's, uh, you know, definitely is late in the game and a difficult task that they have at hand in terms of uh, the 2016 class. But, uh, you know, this is also an opportunity to to lay the framework and the foundation for uh, the next class and, and some of the uh, uh, recruiting that takes place immediately after uh, National Signing Day where they start to focus on juniors. Uh, it's a famous uh, or a favorite of mine that that phrase where I like to say about college football in general that it's it's a year-round process. So, uh, you know, you, you go through the season and, you know, we think of it from a calendar year, uh, the beginning of the year is, is, is you know, closing out the, the recruiting cycle. Uh, and, and that's, you know, the beginning of February. And then they start immediately hosting uh, the juniors and the future class. And before you know it, spring football is, is out and about. And I think today, actually, they already announced the, the game time and, and uh, of the spring game. I think there'll be a lot of excitement around that. Uh, and then you head into, uh, you know, summer and, and summer practice. And next thing you know, it's, uh, spring, I mean, uh, summer camp. So we're not, uh, uh, you know, obviously wishing time away, but uh, uh, it's it's a it's a year-round uh, sport with college football, and uh, you know, I like to be part of the this process too, and covering. And uh, you know, there's been a lot of good coverage out there about Rutgers. Obviously, it's a little bit of a 
honeymoon process right now. So, uh, you know, the, the coaching staff uh, is getting good, uh, positive reviews, and uh, it's something that, that uh, they need. And, and, you know, you hope that uh, also, you know, it will resonate on down to the team and, and eventually uh, start to see some of those results on the football field. But uh, without further ado, I want to welcome um, Sean to the show. Sean, how are you doing? Good. How you doing, Jerry? Happy New Year. Good. Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, you know, I, I've taken some time off and uh, exciting uh, time to get back. I know for, for you guys, I cover the team and cover the recruiting process. Uh, this is a very busy time of the year, so I appreciate you coming on. And obviously, with what is going on with the new staff and, and lots of new uh, uh, offers that have been thrown out, and, you know, it's you guys have been on top of it and all over the place over at ScholarNation.com, so... I appreciate you taking the time out tonight. No problem. Thank you for having me again. Always a pleasure. Now, before we begin, I want to throw out the number for anyone that's listening and wants to call in and have some questions for Sean, 914-338-1694. Definitely give us a call. You can uh, uh, maybe uh, tweet me some questions at Jerry, and I'll try to get them answered. Uh, So let's, uh, you know, start off the conversation. I think, you know, you know, one of the more interesting aspects right away was uh, coach coming in and kind of, uh, you know, much talked about offense that Rutgers was running the pro style and, and difficulties of kind of being in the Big Ten and running that offense because, uh, you know, <laughs> there's some big boys out in this, especially in this division that Rutgers is in when you're dealing with Ohio State and Michigan and Michigan State and Penn State. And, and uh, you know, it was kind of a difficult thing. It worked in the Big East, uh, but, you know, not really – uh, uh, something that, you know, you, you, you know, we watch it around the country, pro-style offenses, unless you have, you know, an Alabama type of offensive line and, and quarterbacks, and uh, it's it's not something that, that you could easily do. And I think we're kind of excited to see this power spread, but, you, you know, what the first part about it is always the quarterback. And, uh, you know, Rutgers uh, got the quarterback potentially of the future today. So uh, give us a little bit more insight on that. Oh, well, the guy you mentioned, obviously, uh, Tylen Odin uh, from Tennessee, was previously committed to Louisville. And, um, you know, Louisville uh, took another quarterback in this cycle. Uh, I think Jawan Pass, who was, you know, an all-everything type of guy. But they also had uh, a quarterback, Lamar Jackson, as a true freshman, who, who really lit it up and is, is their guy of the future there. Um, so, you know, Odin definitely – you know, made a business decision, uh, you know, wanted to go somewhere where the depth chart wasn't as populated. And, you know, he, he opened the process back up. Uh, even before he decommitted, he started looking at some other schools. Um, you know, Ohio State had him as the B option because they didn't get Dwayne Haskins, but obviously they did. Um, but, you know, things happened quickly with Rutgers, you know, with a new staff taking over and, you know, identifying their guy and, you know, getting him committed before he even saw the campus. Um, but he's a dual-threat guy. He he fits the system, um, you know, really thin right now. He's maybe about 180, 175, so he's he's going to need, uh, I would think, a redshirt year just to get acclimated to the, you know, the, the you know the college game in terms of strength, but you know can make all the throws, has great size at six five, but also you know runs extremely well, and he's you know I think the prototype type of guy that you know Rutgers is going to have in this offense going forward. Yeah, you know I think uh, you know one of the things that uh, you know Drew Merringer, kind of the, the offensive coordinator, talked about 
you know, you know, coming across, coming over from from Houston, and of course having the background, uh, you know, learning kind of the the Ohio State type of uh, of offense and this power spread. That, uh, you know, obviously it was going to be an athlete. It was, uh, uh, you know, someone that's going to be a dual threat, like you mentioned, but but also a, a smart. You know, you want someone that that's a smart kid that that can handle this this type of offense. And you look at some of the offers that that uh, Odin had, you know. Vanderbilt and and some you know good schools that he's obviously you know not just an athlete but uh, seems like someone is going to have it also up there upstairs as well. No, definitely, like you said, um, you know in this offense, um, you know there are plays where you may have to make three reads sometimes where you you know you have to dive to the running back. You could either give it to him or you could keep it, but in the same play you could also you know pass it as well. So and be able to make these these decisions quickly. Um, so you need someone that has the intellect to be able to do that. Uh, so as you mentioned, the academic prowess is there on top of the athletic prowess um, with Odin's commitment. Now with the quarterback, uh, you know, I've, it, you know, it's obviously the centerpiece position, and, and you know, you're changing your offense, and it's it's, uh, you know. You see it whether it's the pro game, you see in college how sophisticated offense has become over the years. So, uh, you, you know your quarterback is is always has been, and but even more so now the most important position. Uh, and, and it seemed like Coach Ash uh, and the staff moved very quickly. I mean, obviously, uh, you know they they had Rutgers had Anthony Russo uh, who already committed, but was more of a pro style guy. Uh, it seems like it was more of a mutual decision for for both uh, Russo and Rutgers to go in different directions. But uh, you know they they very quickly got uh, offers out and, and and national guys. I mean, obviously uh, you know Odin's from Tennessee, but they were looking at uh, Tyrell Pigrom from Alabama, Lindsey Scott right. from Louisiana, uh, and and you know obviously uh, you know as a fan, I mean I didn't know of these guys before. Uh, you know, hearing about them. Um, you know, evaluating those three, uh, you know, where where did uh, Odin fall in? And, and, you know, you think the staff, uh, you know, was kind of taking an approach, whichever one of those three committed first was going to be their guy. Uh, but, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it seemed like Odin was, was potentially the top target. I mean, definitely. They, you know, they offered all three guys in, um, you know, almost consecutive days. And then they, um, you know, they got Lindsey Scott on campus uh, this weekend. He was able to, you know, um, get in, you know, at this huge storm in the east and go see Maryland on the weekend. They come up to Rutgers for a couple of days. And, you know, then Rutgers was going to have Odin up here. And it was, it was funny with the whole weather. A lot of these guys were supposed to visit earlier, but Rutgers had to make some plans and, and tweak some things to make sure guys didn't get stranded. Um, you know, they seem to have pulled their attention away from Pig Rome, who also, you know, was, you know, garnering a lot of attention from um, Maryland and, and also Virginia Tech uh, and, and other schools as well. And they really focused on Scott and, and Odin, but it seemed, you know, quickly once, you know, Coach Drew did his in-homes with all those guys, that Odin was the guy that seemed to have the, you know, the best mutual fit, um, you know, uh, to work out and, and to have this marriage that we see now. Now you mentioned that Scott was here this past weekend. Now, now uh, Odin has not visited campus yet, as far as I understand, but will be coming this weekend. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So now, the as they close out, uh, you know, obviously, you know, not much left in this period. Uh, you know, you, you, it's it's got to be a huge relief for them to to head into this final weekend where they're still pitching to other guys, knowing that uh, the quarterback is in place. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, you know, quarterback re- recruiting in general 
moves quickly. Uh, I mean, in, in regards to Russo, you know, although he doesn't seem like the ideal fit uh, for this new offense, you know, you know, the Rutgers staff was recruiting him hard. They they wanted to keep him, um, you know. So, it, you know, it's not like they they told him to shoe, but uh, you know, in, in hindsight, uh, you know. Anthony wouldn't be able to unleash, I think, the full potential offense, you know, in, in terms of the running game. It's not that he's not a bad athlete, but he wants to be a guy that's, you know, dropping back and, and throwing the football, but not, you know, taking off per se. Um, but then you have, you know, the guys they targeted who will do all that and can give the full range of the offense. Right. I mean, and, and I think the exact quote was from, from Merinders that, you know, I want someone that's super, that's, that's competitive, intelligent, uh, and, and, you know, he wasn't necessarily locking down uh, to a particular skill set. I mean, obviously, it, it is going to be a, a, a spread, a power spread, so you, you're going to be running the ball more. But, uh, you know, I seem to like, you know, what you read in, in a lot of the articles that, that, you know, these guys, the staff, the new staff, uh, whether it's on the offensive side or, or on the defensive side, are, are talking about how, uh, you know, they plan to, to, to utilize players in, in, in their best capacities and, and, and get the best out of players, not necessarily, you know, trying to fit them to a particular role or, 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 or you know, a type of defense or a type of offense necessarily. I mean, that's what they have to do now. Um, you know, more so on the offensive side. Uh, on defense, they'll still be uh, a 4-3 team, but I can I can see some tweaks. You know, maybe the, the R defensive end will become more of a traditional, you know, uh, guy in a three-point stance like the E defensive end. Um, but they'll still be a 4-3 team, so um, I don't think there's going to be too much of a change philosophy-wise. Um, but, you know, offensive, like you're mentioning, it's, it's going to be a whole new system. Um, you know, so it's definitely going to be dick, different. I think they're going to have to take their time until they can, you know, be, you know, have, have enough years to, you know, get more of the guys they want. But in the time being, like you said, you can't fit, you know, a round peg into a square, a square spot. You're going to have to, you know, work what you have, you know, to be productive. So. Now, obviously, way too early to to, to go into uh, the quarterbacking you know, situation for for next year, but uh, you know, obviously, well, Rutgers has, really still has. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's what that's what our, that's what we're here for, right? Just to talk and 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 bring up the uh, possibilities. But I mean, obviously, you know, you still have spring camp. Uh, uh, Odin's not going to be an early entry, uh, so uh, you know, he won't be on campus until the summer. So you still have two quarterbacks that are, are, are you know, possibly you know, three or four, but. Uh, the incumbent starter, Chris Blaviano, will be back. Um, at least, you know, these guys are definitely here for the spring. Uh, Hayden Redding and, uh, you know, Coach Ash kind of uh, made, a, you know, clear that, that, you know, it's he's evaluating the team, you know, from his perspective and there's no starters going into camp. So uh, there's going to be a battle again between those two. And uh, then again, you know, where where we'll see how Odin stacks when he comes in, and you know, obviously there's other guys still on the roster too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think uh, you know, you mentioned you know the one thing about Odin's physical nature that you know a light guy, so he obviously needs to put on some weight. So uh, you know, there is still the possibility of of, of the red shirt. I'm, I'm actually a big fan of, of, of red shirt and a lot of these guys um, coming up, but. Uh, you know, how do you think, uh, what is your thoughts about the quarterback battle uh, going into uh, the spring and then again in the summer? You know, it's it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting to see. Like you said, you, you have guys, Laviano is, you know, he's, he's not a bad athlete and, and not necessarily they, 
they don't have to have a guy that is running the ball 25 times a game um, to be effective. I mean, I, like I said, you know, the, the best version of this offense, though, I've had guys that can, can be that versatile. Um, but you, you still need a guy that can, you know, make plays in the passing game here. Uh, you'll probably see a lot more of, you know, the, the quick screens and things of that nature, and the throws won't be as difficult uh, all the time. So, it, you know, it may make it easier. Uh, a lot of guys like Reddick, you know, played in, you know, not the same spread, but they play in a spread-type offense, working out shotgun when he was in high school. Um, a lot of the fans always point to uh, G.R. Rossigno because he was the guy that was a dual threat in, in high school. So I know he's probably – excited and licking his chops because, you know, if he's hearing it's going to be even playing field, um, you know, it's it's going to be a system that, that fits him the best. So I'm sure he's he's gotten a boost of confidence with this coaching change. That's a good point. Uh, uh, you know, I know, um, you know, I, I've had your uh, your site mate or your buddy also, uh, uh, Bobby Darren, um, on the show a few times uh uh, also, um, you know, Scott Hellman also from the scout. And one of the things they talk about when they speak about Redding is that, uh, you know, there was always this talk about him not having the grasp of the same grasp of the offense. But, uh, you know, sometimes you, you know, you, you, and I know Bobby was strong about this, that, you know, part of the job of a coach is, is you know, you know, perhaps, uh, uh, you know, not dumb down the playbook, but make things a little bit easier. And, and you know, you kind of mentioned that swinging out, you know, uh, the quick passes, the quick hitches. Uh, you got guys like Janari and Grant that that can you know get in space and and utilize it. So I think uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how how the offense plays out in that in that spring uh, battle between uh, uh, you know the four guys. Uh, you know there's still Michael Michael Dara and, and uh, you know as you mentioned that they're all coming in with a, with a clean slate. And Mike may have you know outside of Reddit, the, the best arm talent of the group, um, you know, so it's going to be, and I know he's put some good weight on, um, and he, he's not, you know, he played, he played basketball in high school, you know, he was um, a receiver before he ended up moving to quarterback from Elmwood Park, you know, no one, no one's going to say he's a, you know, a 4-3 guy, but he's not, you know, he's not a bad athlete either. He's he's more of a pro style guy, um, you know. But it'll be interesting to see him out there. You know, they'll all be at the same uh, level playing field with this playbook now. Um, so you know, it's it's really interesting to see how this battle's going to play out in the spring and then into the summer. Well, it, uh, you know, obviously Odin's the big news as I mentioned is the quarterback, so it is the high profile position. But uh, we also Scarlett Ice also received a, another commitment today, and uh, Tyreek Williams, a linebacker out of uh, Tim McCreeton, and uh, this happened, I guess, within the last hour uh, that the news yep. came out. Um, Three-star linebacker, obviously, linebacker is a, uh, uh, a position of need, uh, you know, where the, the, basically three new starters coming coming in this season, uh, and and from the recruiting wise, a, a position that they needed to. Uh, uh, bring in so it's going to be heated and uh, you know I, I know you've seen him play so what are your thoughts about Williams? You know he's a guy that um, he's someone that has sacrificed for for the team. Uh, you know he plays mainly uh, defensive end. You know playing with his hand in the dirt, but he he's always projected to be a linebacker in the next level. You know I, and I think that you know did hurt his recruitment a bit uh, because schools didn't really see him you know playing in space as much. But uh, you know. 
great looking kid, one of the, maybe one of the best looking kids physically uh, in New Jersey in this class. You know, he's he's running the the ten eight ten nine range in the hundred meters. Uh, you know, high academic kid. Um, you know, high character that I believe had offers from both the Naval Academy uh, and West Point as well. You know, so you know a good kid, and you know it, it gives you know Rutgers another in at a power school in the state in Timber Creek, which is always producing a top guy. You know, they have a commitment uh, for 2017 already. The first guy, Najee Jones, a corner. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, a lot of people I talked to in the state felt Williams was, was underrated. And he was a guy the previous staff was not as high on. You know, they had other linebackers they obviously offered and, and took commitments from. But when, you know, Coach Ash got on board, you know, he was he was adamant about really, you know, fencing the garden and really recruiting New Jersey. And he went back through the whole recruiting board, you know, and I, my understanding is that, you know, they really, you know, graded Williams out high and, you know, he went to see him, you know, had, you know, had a really good feeling about him. Then uh, defensive coordinator uh, Neiman went down there and, you know, had the same feeling. And they they had six coaches down at Timber Creek uh, earlier this week, you know, so they, they made him a priority. They offered him. He was committed to Buffalo originally. and But he, he had, you know, he had told me in the past he was really open and, and wanted the opportunity to play at Rutgers. You know, he's close with Miles Nash. Miles actually played the same position as Tariq when he was at Timber Creek. Um, so it was, you know, a match made heaven and a dream for him to get the opportunity uh, to come play at Rutgers. Now, you brought up a great point now when you mentioned Timber Creek uh, and and Rutgers actually, uh, you know, just within this week also got two other uh, commitments, both from, from high-profile uh, parochial schools. Uh, K.J. Gray from St. Peter's Prep, uh, kind of listed as an athlete, uh, and then Cora Badrizi, who's a tight end, and, and I know the tight end position is something that, that uh, there is some talk about, this H-back type role that, uh, uh, you know, we've seen at Ohio State and we've seen in, at, at different programs within the spread. So that may become a, a uh, more of a prolific position in this offense. Uh, uh, but he's from Bergen Catholic. So uh, what are your thoughts on those two players as well? I mean, KJ is a guy um... – you know he's he's someone that I, I was really blown away with in, in a lot of the you know the camp season. He just as a receiver, you know, plays with big, great body control. Has some of the the biggest hands I've seen. Real long arms and you know just great body control, big ball skills. Um, but Rutgers likes him actually as a cornerback, and he he camped this summer with the old staff at corner. He did he did extremely well. It was the same day, I believe, Isaiah Wright was there, um, and they, they had some memorable battles um, going head-to-head. Uh, but, you know, they, they chose, you know, they although they had offered him, you know, they didn't feel as high on him. Spots kind of dwindling at that point. He went to Boston College. Uh, but it's another guy that, when Ash got the job, went back through the recruiting board and said, hey, you know, I want this guy. Uh, you know, they got on him quickly. You know, they a lot of visits as soon as they could visit him and, and KJ's big thing was he wanted to, you know, feel like a priority to whatever school and, and Rutgers made it known, you know, this is a new era, uh, and we want you to be one of the leaders in the state to, to come in. You know, so he'll he'll play corner for them. I think he could also project the safety prospect as well or a receiver. So he does give them position flexibility. Um and then you got another guy on Korab who you mentioned, um, you know, under recruited guy at Burning Catholic. He had a temple offer early. I know Northwestern flirted around with him. He had, you know, over 10 or 15 um, FCS offers and was probably going to go to James Madison before uh, the new staff took over. 
same situation. You know, Corab was another guy. He did extremely well at tight end when I saw him at Rutgers camp this summer. But at that point, uh, Giovanni Haskins was still available. Uh, and this year, Upshur was still available. They only wanted one guy in the class, so they, they really, you know, narrowed their attention on those guys. But they didn't get them. You know, new staff came in, reevaluated, and, and Corab was, you know, fit the H-back role, catch everything around him. Um, he's a guy that was hurt, too, by exposure. Burton Catholic, uh, Garantana went out his junior year, so he only had four catches, I, I believe. They went to strictly a running game for most of the season, so the tape wasn't there. But he'll get dirty, he'll block you. You know, hardworking kid who, you know, can also make some plays in the passing game, move the chains for you. Right, and that's also, uh, you know, as I mentioned, uh, you know, Timber Creek, um, you know, St. Peter's, uh, you know, Burton Catholic, and, and uh, you know what's significant about that is uh, you know this is a staff that that that's obviously coming in they're 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 you know coming in you know hitting the ground running but um, you know there was a lot of talk that these are guys that are are, are not Jersey guys uh, uh, you know I happen to be one in the camp that I, I you know I think I, I I kind of agree with you know Coach Ash where you bring the guys that you work well with and and you know football guys are football guys and they know what they're doing they're gonna track the they're going to demand the attention of, of uh, you know, coaches and players, and and I think uh, the most important thing is, is winning. So if you win, it doesn't really matter where you come. So come from. So I think, uh, uh, you know, that's really more important is putting together a good staff. But nevertheless, uh, you know, they don't have the connections in New Jersey. But you know, now you're coming out there right away, and you're, you're you know, you're making some connections by you know, obviously when they recruit these kids, they're going to talk to their coaches. Uh, and, and they're out there already at these schools uh, early, which, you know, has to help, uh, you know, when they come back around in February and start talking to, you know, to them about the juniors and sophomores uh, for the next recruiting cycle. No, especially, especially Corab. He, he's a guy that when, when news, I remember, you know, on Twitter, when, when news, you know, came about with him committing and even, you know, taking the official visit to Rutgers, you know, I, I don't remember too many other the guys I followed this year that got as many retweets and likes on, on there. So he's someone that is highly respected in his community, um, highly respected a Burton Catholic. You know, he's a guy that, um, I mean, it's just been difficult for Rutgers to recruit there. Um, but between having Simmons, you know, who's kind of cut from the same cloth, and then Corab now, you know, it, it will make things a little bit easier. Um, not saying they'll, you know, it's going to open the floodgates of Burton Catholic, but it, it does help to have multiple guys you know, at Rutgers saying, hey, you know what, it's a good school. You guys should really consider it. And they got some studs coming up the pipeline, so it, it's only going to help. Yeah, definitely. Um, so kind of looking at this current class that they have, um, I think it's what, like 15 or 16 guys um, in there, you know, definitely, uh, you know, we mentioned um, Williams uh, today, linebacker, um, they last, I guess it was almost or maybe two weeks ago already, uh I hope I don't mispronounce the name, but uh, Alarm Lamore, also a linebacker. Um, Salman Manning, uh, who's from my uh, old town, uh, Colonia, uh, he thinks he's in early entry, so he's already on campus. Uh, uh, Rashawn Battle, uh, and of course, uh, you know, Jonathan Pollock, who's been you know, a kind of a pro Rutgers guy and committed since way back in October. Uh, but that, that's five linebackers uh, that they're bringing in, so uh, I'm really, you know, going deep at that position there. Well, they could. They also, you know, they're they're heavily recruiting uh, Dele Harding uh, from Eastern Christian in Maryland, who was just on campus um, 
last uh, Thursday and Friday. He got out before the storm hit. Um, that's another guy. He's probably like a true Mike linebacker that, you know, once the staff got the job, uh, Dele was committed to Michigan uh, before uh, the coaching change and Harbaugh and they kind of parted ways. But it's another guy they, they really said, hey, we're lacking depth in linebacker. We're going to go after you. You know, the visit went extremely well. He's going to go to I, I mean, excuse me, Illinois this weekend, but there's a, a good chance he also ends up with a Scarlet Knight. So you're talking, you know, um, you know, six possible backers in the class. But there's there's guys, you know, I look at Rashawn Battle, who was more of like a, I think at uh, Wallen Polpack, they were uh, a three four defense. So he he played almost like a stand up defensive end at times, and he he's the biggest guy of the group. So I could see him possibly sliding down to the line, and he seems open to it from you know my conversations with him in the past, um, and even a guy like Alunor from Piscataway, who he was a defensive end in high school before he went to Milford and started playing in space and playing linebacker. So he's a guy too that can project at a couple of different positions. Um, but they're gonna you know bring in a lot of guys because they're lacking depth, and you know the, the best guys will play. Right, and both of those guys are, are listed as six three. I think battle. Uh, is already at 225, so, you know, not a yeah, I think he's more than that. He's a big that. boy. <laughs> he's a big boy. <laughs> and so, you know, you, you definitely, uh, you know, have flexibility, at, at, you know, when when you see, you know, players coming in, obviously they're not locked into to the positions uh, that, that they're going. Now, um, you know, offensive line, uh, obviously, again, you know, you're in the Big Ten, so, you know, I think right now they have uh, – Three committed with in this group uh, with uh, Nick uh, Crimmon, uh, Elijah Johnson. Um, I guess actually really just two at this point. So are are they looking to close out with a few more at the on the offensive line? Yeah, I mean, well, this weekend they'll have a uh, Mike Lonsdorf, um from Immaculata. He was uh, previously committed to UConn. He's another guy that camped at Rutgers this summer. Uh, Bobby and I both saw. Him. We both thought he did pretty well, but. For the old staff, they seem to be targeting more guys that were bigger, and then you know they may cut the weight down and build them back up. Uh, Lonsdorfer is around like 165, I mean 265, 275, so thin but tall guy. Um, you know, so I don't think he fit the the previous staff, but it's another guy. New staff comes in. Uh, AJ Blazik, O line coach, gets home immediately, offers him a scholarship, and he just decommitted from um, UConn this past weekend. And I think, you know, he was going to officially visit uh, this past weekend until the snowstorm hit. So I think if if that one happened, he probably would have flipped to Rutgers already, in my opinion. So I think, you know, he'll come on a visit this weekend if all goes well. He ends up as a Scarlet Knight. Um, the biggest development is Eric Swinson from uh, Illinois, who is a Rivals 250 offensive lineman. Uh, there was a whole national story, a little bit of he said, she, he said, she said with Michigan, and, you know, Swinson mm-hmm. and his side saying he got dropped, and the Michigan side through sources saying, you know, they basically said, you know, they went apart ways with the kid in advance. Uh, but what's done is done nonetheless. Um, but now he's on the market, and, you know, Rutgers saw this, and, they got out there quickly. Actually, a coach was out there on Tuesday uh, to see him in person. So they're they're fighting one of those last official visits from him right now, or he has visits available. He may extend the process past signing day because this all happened in a matter of two weeks or so. But Rutgers is, you know, giving him an offer and made it known they want him. So I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up on campus this, com- uh, this coming weekend. Um, and then, you know, there were other offers out. Uh, Brandon Walton from Florida is a guy committed to Florida Atlantic who's been who's been very quiet, but someone the staff is, is looking at as a possibility in this class as well. 
So, guys, so give me a little bit of a walk through the process. Uh, you, you know, you have this um, dead period that takes place uh, where, where I guess coaches can't re- reach out to to recruits. Uh, you know, I guess that kind of like after the holidays lifts up, um, and then you have this like official uh, or, or once school starts, I guess that kind of lifts, and and the you have this two weekends of, of, of visits. Um, official visits that the players get. Now, each player gets up to, what is it, five official visits? Yep, correct. They get five official five official paid visits. So now, um, who? so if you can, you know, not to go through all of them, but, you know, like listing in terms of, like, who are the guys that are coming in um, this weekend uh, that may be committed or, or you know, are, are, are not committed? All right, so... Um... Off the top of my head, um, they'll have the two. Um, you know, Mo Jabby was with the group last week. Um, you know, so he's committed um, to Rutgers. He had a, he had a good visit. He's not doing any media now, but a uh, visit went well. Uh, so they'll have Mo. Mo was there last week. They're gonna have the two other committed receivers, uh, Taysir Mack of New York City, who he actually just got an offer from Penn State last week, and there was some, you know some rumors that he was going to visit Penn State this weekend, but that's not the case. Uh, Tissier just told me today that he'll be at Rutgers this weekend. You know, the coaches have been on him and, and made it known they really want him. Um, so I think he's excited to spend some more time with these guys. Um, Isaiah Wright from Connecticut is going to be around next weekend. And he's a guy that, you know, with um, you know, E.J. Barthel has been rumored to be working with Temple now, and Temple's going after Wright. And Anthony Campanile, who, you know, was one of his main recruiters when he was at Rutgers as a receivers coach, is now at Boston College. Uh, so, you know, they hosted right last weekend. So those two were, you know, trying to flip them. Uh, but uh, it was noted by Todrick Hunt tonight that the Rutgers coaches were actually at Wright's house tonight. Uh, so he'll be on mm-hmm. campus next weekend. And that's another guy, both Mack and Wright, they played in, in high school offenses that are similar to what Rutgers is doing now with this power spread. So I know they're they're both excited about this wide-open offense, getting the ball in space, and they both excel um, at making plays in space, you know, making people miss on jailbreak screens and things of that nature. Um, Quayshon Alexander uh, is another big one, the the brother of Kai Hester, current Rutgers safety, um, and Quay is – Quay's committed to Nebraska from DePaul Catholic as well, but he's you know taking official visits to to Pitt, to Indiana, to uh, Michigan, uh, Nebraska, and then his last one will be to Rutgers. And it was kind of you know wishy-washy whether or not he was going to make it, but he he told me yesterday he's he's locked in. You know, um, new defensive line coach Shane Burnham has made him a priority uh, definitely, and you know Quay's another guy. You know, you can never have enough really good defensive linemen. Um, especially in the Big Ten. And Quay's a, definitely a three-down guy. He can make plays in the run game, but also can get out to the passer. You know, so he's a guy that they, you know, they want to keep home. And it was a good chance Rutgers was going to get him with the old staff until they had a falling out. Uh, so he's definitely one guy to watch for this weekend. And then you got a lot of the commitments, like Damon Hayes, who got offers from Wake Forest and Boston College. But he's he's been solid in his commitment. Rutgers got a big help with the snowstorm in Maryland because he couldn't get to Wake Forest last weekend. He's not going to reschedule that. So he is going to be at Rutgers this weekend, and he's he's all but committed to Rutgers. This is just the icing on the cake at this point. Um, another new guy that we've uh, just started talking about recently uh, is Tyree Rogers from Camden Catholic in South Jersey. And he's another one of those guys the old staff looked at. They weren't in love with. They didn't offer. Um, he was committed to Old Dominion for a long time. 
new staff comes in, uh, and I'm told that uh, cornerback coach Aaron Henry loved Rodgers, you know, thought he could be a special prospect, and, and Rutgers offered him. So uh, Virginia Tech saw this, and they had been keeping tabs on him for a while, and that was their trigger to jump in. So Virginia Tech offered him as well, and they were actually able to secure an official visit starting tonight until Friday. Uh, so he's down in Virginia Tech for two days, and then he's coming to Rutgers this weekend for an official. Um, so it's it's going to be tough down to the wire. It's probably going to be one of those two schools, but I, I do know Rodgers would like to stay close to home. Um, you know, and Rutgers has, you know, this new staff has done a really good job on him in a short period of time. So that's definitely, a, you know, one to watch as well. And then, you know, you have some, some other guys in the group. Obviously, Tyler Oden, uh, the quarterback, commit will be here as well uh, as, as a big one. Uh, and then there's probably some other names um, that haven't come up yet. Um, DeCovan Bailey is another guy we just discovered this week. He's from Texas. Uh, he plays receiver. He doesn't have an offer yet, but he's a guy to watch um, as a possible offeree. Rashawn Battle, the linebacker, defensive lineman, possibly mentioned as well, is going to be on campus um, next weekend also. Or this weekend. And then, so uh, another guy I know that uh, you know we're talking about schools that have been pumping out players. Uh, you uh, kind of threw out a tidbit uh, earlier today that, that that Rutgers also visited uh, uh, Ulysses uh, De Los Santos of Union City. Yes. Union City, uh, you talk about Union City gets a lot of people riled up because uh, obviously quite a few uh, have headed over to uh, you know the uh, that that school out in Pennsylvania of late. So, um, but you know, maybe perhaps there's another opportunity to get in there with another coaching staff and, uh, uh, you know, start the, the, you know, the process on that end as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Del Santos, is he didn't have the same type of recruitment that a, a Steve Gonzalez had. He was, you know, projected to be that guy in his class, but things didn't shake out for him in that way. So he, he really has had a quiet recruitment um you know, he 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 had saw himself as more of a defensive lineman, and I know uh, Kyle Flood and those guys said, "Hey, we like you have offensive guard," and you know, I, I don't think he was too high on that. Um, you know, eventually he he camped at Rutgers this summer, didn't have his greatest day, so the staff really kept tabs on him, but didn't move on him. Uh, but new staff once again went back looked at the tape. Um, you know, I, I was told today that uh, Coach Bush, who is, you know, seemed to be recruiting in North Jersey in that area, and Coach Burnham, the D-line coach, went to Union City, you know, went to just physically see the kid and meet the kid, and that, um, you know, there'll be a follow-up with Coach Ash this this uh, possible, towards the end of the week, I want to say. So I don't know if he'll be a visitor this weekend. It's a possibility. But with the need for linemen on both sides of the football, um, you know, he can be a guy that, you know, you know, you would watch out for. And the Union City guys have generally done well when they've gotten to college. So, you know, it's another program that, you know, it's, it's good to have one of those guys in your program that they're typically tough, just gritty guys. I played against Union Hill when it was two schools in high school, and that was probably one of the most physical games I was in. And so it's, it's still the same way in Hudson County, still really physical football. And, and De Los Santos is, is the epitome of that. Now you know you've um, <clears throat> you know I know I know Bobby's uh, you know had a lot, a lot of the day to day work and uh, I don't know how much interaction you've had with his coaching staff but um, you know there's been a lot of talk at least you know perception wise of, of the staff you know getting out there on Twitter and uh, you know and, and just being active and and, and high energy guys uh, um, you know, what's been your impression of, of 
you know, not just Coach Ash, but, you know, his assistants and, you know, running around uh, uh, the state and the country uh, really in, in a short period of time. I mean, it's like you said, um, you know, for the most part, the younger guys are 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 hip with Twitter, you know, and, you know, they, they're they active and they're visible. Um, you know, little things, a uh, perfect example, you know, um, I remember on our message board there was a whole tizzy uh, a couple of weeks ago because uh, Coach Burnham had tweeted a picture of The Undertaker and, you know, had some hashtags. And for the average person, you know, like, you know, what, what the hell is this coach tweeting? Um, but it's, it's what we call a subtweet when he cannot, you know, you can't mention a recruit's name so they sign. Uh, and the recruit that was directed towards was Quayshawn Alexander, who was a huge WWE fan, and his favorite wrestler is The Undertaker. So I know Quayshawn saw him, he was probably up in arms, and now Rutgers has him coming for an official visit. You know, so it's the little things like that that let recruits know, you know, I can't say your name, but but I'm thinking about you, you know. So you know they, they're definitely uh, a savvy group. You know I've seen them interacting with the fans on Twitter, and you know it's 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 getting people excited, and it, it's important I think nowadays, and you know the, to be you know in tune with what's going on with social media and in the fads and things of that nature. So you have a a large part of that staff. You had Jafar Williams in there as well, who's in his early 30s that just knows how to play the game, uh, knows how to tweet appropriately and what to tweet and to get people excited. Now, I mentioned uh, Jafar Williams, who's coming in as the running back coach. Um, You know, one guy that we haven't talked about uh, uh, in in this class is the one running back, uh, Trey Snead, a Florida guy. Um, You know, I've seen his film, and he kind of impresses me. He's got a nice go. He's 5'10", you know, 200 pounds. He's been committed since April uh, you know, I always get a little worried, though, you know, with the Florida guys. Uh, you know, how's his commitment? Is it still, you know, pretty solid? And, you know, what do you think about him as a player? Well, Trey, Trey is on campus already. He he was early enrollee as well. You know, he he's another guy oh, that – Oh, he's early. Okay, he, good. Yeah, so, you know, he's a guy that didn't waver, you know, with the coaching change. He, you know, they love the school. Him and his family love the school and what it was about. And, you know, th- those are the guys that understand that – you know, college is more than just the football program. And as a running back, you know, there's not too much. Unless you, you know, unless you're a guy going to, you know, Washington State where they're not really running the ball, that's different. But, um, you know, this offense, you look at Ohio State, you look at a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, they, you can get a lot of carries in this offense. Um, I think Snee is a great fit for this offense. I think he's a guy that is ideal for the zone that can, you know, run and, and, and see the hole and put his foot in the ground and make a cut as he needs to and has great vision as well. Um, so, you know, he definitely clicked quickly with the staff. You know, Ash, as soon as he got the job, he was able to get on the road. He went to see the early enrollees, you know, and, you know, he made he made Snee and his family comfortable. So he's on campus now. Um, so, you know, and there's not a need for him to play early. Obviously a lot of depth at running back, um, but just another good back in the stable um, that Rutgers will have. So besides, uh, so obviously there's Snee, there's Manning. Who, who are the other uh, early enrollees? Uh, we have Snead, Manning, Pollock, and then um, and then Luminor from uh, Piscataway. Those are the four early enrollees in this class. Now, um, in terms of wide receiver, you know, we talked about obviously, uh, you know, Jabby's coming in, uh, uh, you know, Tazir Mack. Uh, are there any other targets that are are out there at the wide receiver position? Uh, well, I mean, you obviously you have Wright still committed. Um, the Bailey kid I mentioned from Texas, that is a 
supposed to be officially visiting this weekend is considered a wide receiver, but he he also plays other positions. Uh, you know, Rutgers made a really hard push for for Kelman Harmon, who is you know back on the market, but it's it was trending in Rutgers' direction for a little bit, and you know now it seems to be trending away. You know, he he got a Miami offer and, and visited there officially uh, this past weekend and went well. Um, he's you know he hasn't decided if he's going to visit anywhere this weekend. But if he does, it will likely be um, Indiana. Um, an interesting thing to look at here too is um, Harmon is very close with the the recent offeree Tyree Rogers from South Jersey, the cornerback recruit. So I, I thought that that would have more of an effect on on Harmon and his interest in Rutgers, but it it really doesn't seem to have you know uh, affected him. And I know. With with Kelvin, you know he uh, he really likes Coach Ash, um, you know, but I think it was just not enough time, um, you know, from when he was hired going against some of these staff that have been recruiting him for a while. Um, Miami's a new one, but also I'm sure he saw the forecast and all the snow we we had in New Jersey. Looked mm-hmm. south of the beach, said, you know what, I'll, I'll take a free trip to Miami. Why not? So. So it, it's it's not really trending well for Harmon right now, but you can't say Ash and and, and Kerr and those guys didn't give their best shot. Mm. <clears throat> Obviously, uh, you got next week, then there's uh, I mean this weekend, and then there's national you know signing day, and uh, you know then it quickly turns into you know going hard after the 2017 class, uh, right? So. Uh, you talk a little bit about how quickly that turnaround process is, uh, you know, when they have the junior days and, uh, you know, how important it is for, for Rutgers really for the staff to get off to a good start uh, and make an impression with those guys. Well, they've, they've started, you know, the first couple of weeks when the staff was in place, they, you know, obviously were trying to maintain what was left of the 2016 class and then find guys to fill the gaps. Um, so they didn't really pay too much attention to younger guys. But um, this past weekend, when guys were snowed in, it seemed like they contacted every local 2017 guy. And, um, you know, I've learned, and I posted a couple of weeks ago, the roundtable, they're going to have a junior day on um, February 13th. So that's the weekend um, right after signing day uh, or the weekend after that. So a lot of the top guys in the state have already confirmed that they're coming. You know, um, Fred Hensart, Hansart um, from Hunt School, top defensive tackle. Um, Bo Melton, who's a Rutgers legacy. Both his parents played sports at Rutgers uh, from Cedar Creek. He'll be up there. Uh, and then even a guy like Micah Clark, who is the top offensive lineman in New Jersey for 2017, he's a guy that wasn't really considering Rutgers when the old staff was there. Um, you know, he didn't really come to campus. New staff, he's like, you know, I'll be there. I'm excited to meet these new guys. So they, they're, you know, they're bringing some new energy uh, back in it. And they're working quickly, too, because in, in past years, I don't remember them, uh, Rutgers, getting this many juniors on campus this, this soon after signing day. I mean, maybe Ash and those guys feel like they're behind the eight ball a little bit, but nonetheless, it's it's good to just get right there and say, hey, you know, we're ready to get to work on you guys. We we want you guys to be that that first great class that we recruited at Rutgers. So they they're, they're going to work hard starting on the thirteenth. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this obviously is that uh, you know kind of you know remind you of the famous uh, you know Shiano story of where he got everybody in the room. Uh, you know, and I think uh, uh, you know not going to be the same thing, but I think you're, you're definitely going to see the hard push of of Ash and, and you know the staff 
grabbing those guys and say, hey, this, you know, you know, you guys are going to be the group. You know, you're the ones that you stay home. You know, this is going to be the turnaround group that that that's the uh, impetus for starting the program in, in, in the right direction. So, uh, you know, it's really it's amazing how quickly uh, it moves. But um, we'll be right on to the next uh, the next cycle and the next uh, class. Now, of course. Um, you know, it's you know it is what it is, and the speculation. So, of course, I got to ask you the questions that you probably can't answer anyway. But um, you know, we've talked about all these guys, the guys that are coming, and uh, you know, do you expect um, any any surprises over this next uh, week and a half, or anything that maybe you're holding on to that you not can't talk about that you know is possible that may take place, and Rutgers fans will be pretty uh, excited about. You know, I'm. I'm not going to say like Rashawn Gary's coming or anything like that, <laughs> but you know, uh, I mean, just just even last weekend, um, I mean, some guys that we had been following, um, you know, but you know, didn't know what was happening that you know were confirmed to show up on campus, you know. So uh, I expect some some names that you know Rutgers fans aren't familiar with to to show up on campus this weekend for official visits, without a doubt, um, you know. So. There's nothing uh, set in stone, but I, I would just—it's it's that time. You know, the staff is really scrambling to, um, you know, expect the unexpected. Uh, and then two names I forgot to mention before for this weekend. I apologize. Uh, Elijah Johnson, offensive lineman, was committed from Damatha. Um, he's been mm-hmm. very quiet, but he did officially visit um, Boston College, and he also visited Temple. Uh, but he's, you know, saving his last visit for Rutgers, and everyone he knew when he was first offered by Rutgers is gone. So I think that's, you know, something to watch. But, you know, the family really likes the school. Um, and DeMath is a good school to get an offensive lineman from anywhere in the country. So I think he's a guy they want to keep. And then um, the Michigan grad transfer, Ross uh, Taylor Douglas, who was recruited by Chris Ash when he was at Wisconsin. So those two have a close bond. Uh, you know, it's a guy who has two years to play and he, another position flexible guy who played receiver, running back, and corner at Michigan, knows the Big Ten East. So he, he's a guy that can be valuable uh, in multiple ways for Rutgers if they're able to get him uh, to, you know, transfer in. Good. So, I mean, uh, you guys have been doing a tremendous job keeping on top of this. And, uh, uh, you know, has it been a lot of work, you know, especially, you know, following some of these out-of-state guys that you probably yourself are not really familiar with, you know, chasing after uh, to some of these names that were new? Uh, how, you know, how was it, uh, you know, getting into the thick of uh, uh, some of these new names that came across over the last couple of weeks? Oh, it's it's been crazy. Um not going to lie. I mean, typically, you know, when, when a class is set and signing day, it, you know, coaches are, are not making as many in-home visits. They're really, you know, going to see their commits and maybe if there are a few spots available, going to see guys, but nowhere near the type of scramble um, that Rutgers has had to go through um, these past couple weeks. And, you know, you see these coaches, they're, they're going to the, the places they're familiar where they've recruited, it seemed like the strategy has been we're going to hit New Jersey hard, we're going to revisit, you know, what Rucks had done in the past, look at some of the guys that recruited, you know, who could fit um, and make that a priority. But then they're also going to go out and go after guys that they may have recruited at past places, um, like Burnham was able to get um, Iowa State commit Jamal Johnson on campus last weekend. And that's the guy he got committed when he was at Iowa State, and now he's on the verge of flipping the Rutgers at defensive tackle. So they, you know, it, 
such a short period of time, it's hard to build new relationships. So you got to go after guys you think you may be able to get, um, you know, and, and recruit wisely at that point in time. Great. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I, you know, when it's all said and done, I want to get you back in here to recap, uh, uh, you know, the final signings. And uh, I think today was a good day. I um, mean, you know, I was a two, you know, commitments. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, the, the headline, you know, QB, and uh, you know, the guy that's that's obviously uh, kind of earmarked for this new offense that we're going to see. And I think uh, a sigh of relief for, for for probably a lot of fans and the staff itself uh, to get that over with. Uh, uh, and now, and 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 you know, I took you know, look at his film, and he looks like an exciting player. So you know, I think it's uh, you probably you know know you know got a feeling better, but it seems like there's a refreshing you know feeling of. Of, of hope and excitement around uh, the program right now. I mean, you know, that's what it sounds like even speaking to a lot of the high school coaches in the area who have gotten a chance to interact with Ash or the guys, um, you know, they're so far so good. Um, you know, good impressions that the, the Rutgers staff has made locally uh, on the coaches in the area. You know, I, I will say a guy like Jafar Williams helps because he has recruited in New Jersey when he was at Purdue. Um, he's a Philly guy. You know, he has ties in South Jersey as well. So guys like Rob Hinton um, at Timber Creek, the head coach there, publicly supported that hiring on Twitter. You know, I was talking to Albie Crosby at Imhotep yesterday, uh, which is the, the top talent producing school in Philadelphia. And, you know, he was telling me how Jafar was a guy, you know, he coached when Jafar was in high school. And, you know, Jafar was there earlier that day. So, the you know, that's, a, that's at least in, in, in that region of the state and uh, in, in of the country, of the state of Rutgers, where Rutgers has some issues, there's a guy with some ties who's well-liked, um, you know, so it remains to be seen if that means they'll bring in the guys, but they, Rutgers was having some issues recruiting those areas. So it, it definitely should help um, going forward. And South Jersey is is loaded in 2017. So good. Well, appreciate you uh, you know coming on to you know get some rest and uh, continue uh, pumping out the uh, tidbits and news uh, and then uh, news and um, you know let everybody know where they can find you and where they can follow you at. All right, you could um, yeah, obviously ScarletNation.com, our, our home site. Uh, myself, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sean B Rivals. That's S H A W N B R I A V L S. Um, and then Bobby Duran, uh, and then the General Rivals New Jersey uh, Twitter handle as well. Awesome. Well, uh, Sean, appreciate you on the show, and we'll uh, talk again in the future. All right, sounds good, Jerry. Thank you again. All right. So. Wrapping up uh, another one of these national uh, signing day shows uh, with Sean and uh, appreciate him taking the time. I know it's, you know, for those who get out there and, and can just check out the site, it's been, you know, nonstop information. It's something that, you know, I know, you know, us that have, uh, you know, well, you know, everyone does, has their day jobs. Uh, it's, you know, it's fun whether you're checking it on, on, on the way home, you commute in the morning, on the way back. It's It's kind of a fun time of the year. And again, it's some you know it's it's a new staff. Uh, there's some positivity going on, and you know it's, it's obviously a honeymoon period. Everybody knows that when you have a new coaching staff. But it's not that these guys though seem that they're just coming in and taking that for granted. Like hey, you know, you know, yeah, we're from Ohio State, and you know we know what it is. Um, you know they're coming in, they're grinding, they're working hard, and uh, I think uh, uh, you know uh, it, it was a welcome kind of relief in. in that uh you 
know, A, the school made the move um, to to bring in a new staff. And uh, and then, you know, you look at kind of what Rutgers is doing versus, say, you know, Maryland, who's uh, in a similar situation and, you know, commute to the Big Ten, uh, both in, in states that have talent, uh, uh, you know, Rutgers, uh, you know, basically took the defensive coordinator of Ohio State. Maryland took the defensive coordinator of, uh, of Michigan, and but they put together their staff in, in different ways. I mean, we talked about uh, Drew Maringen, the 28-year-old uh, guy, an offensive coordinator. Uh, uh, you know, young guy. Uh, my wife happened to like the way he looks too. So, uh, you know, these are these are a, a, a group of guys that are are going to be gritty and going after and get it. And I think um, uh, there's there's definitely a refreshness um, that's out there, and, and you know. You know, New Jersey and, and people um, are are, are going to get it and, and start to uh, appreciate it. Uh, you know, obviously, results on the field next year will count, but I think you know most understand that it's it's you know they don't have to win right away next year. Um, but if you see a product that is, um, you know, not so much the wins and losses, but you know, not in, in terms of. Uh, of being able to field a, a, a competitive and a team that's that's not sloppy or, or um, you know, prepared or really put themselves in the best position. And I think potentially you have guys that have, have bright young minds, so it'll be interesting to see. But, uh, uh, you know, getting out there for that 2017 class as quickly as possible, uh, this is the opportunity to impress those guys. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, you know, once uh, National Sign Day is over. So uh, look out. I'll try to get another show um, to recap uh, National Signing Day and uh, and then, you know, start to talk about the uh, recruiting cycle for the next group of kids. But uh, this is RU Fan Jerry. Thanks for taking the time and look forward to talking to you guys in the future. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.